Welcome to the Sober and Happy Podcast. My name is Tim and I will be your host. The goal of this podcast is to take you through my journey of getting sober, how I have overcome the difficult challenges that I've faced along the way, and how I've gone from a life of simply just being sober to a life where I'm both sober and happy. In this episode, I want to give you tips to help you navigate a world filled with alcohol after you quit drinking. I know this could be a real frustrating aspect of getting sober. I spent a lot of my early years in recovery trying to avoid alcohol at all costs. I'd change the channel when beer commercials came on. I'd avoid the liquor aisle at grocery stores. I passed up on many events where alcohol would be present, and as a result, I became very bitter about the fact that alcohol is a big part of our society and really can't be avoided. With the holidays coming up, it seems like we get invited to more parties than other times of the year, so I thought this would be a good time to talk about this. I did cover specific tips for surviving the holidays in episode 6, so if you haven't listened to that one yet, I'd suggest listening to that one too. In this episode, though, we'll talk about more general situations that we encounter on a regular basis. I think the first key for me to begin to deal with this better was coming to acceptance with the fact that alcohol is a big part of our society. I know it could feel unfair that something that had such a negative effect on our life is celebrated by the society we live in. But the fact is, the majority of people are able to enjoy alcohol responsibly and should not have to adjust because of the small percentage of us that for whatever reason could not. Fair or unfair does not matter. We only have the choice of learning to accept and deal with it or to fight an internal battle that we cannot win against society. I prefer to focus on the things I can control. What I can't control is whether or not alcohol will be a presence in my life, but I can control how I react to it and how I approach situations where I know I will be around alcohol. This is not as difficult as most people make it. I remember when I first got sober, I asked people questions like, how can I say no when I'm offered a drink or tell people that I don't drink? This was a very stressful situation for me. I'd imagine being at an event, someone would offer me a drink, I would say no, they would ask why, and then they would continue to pressure me. I would be tempted or get angry that they were pushing booze on me. I'd replay the potential conversations in my head over and over. Before I'd even go into the situation, my anxiety level would be so off the charts that a drink honestly started sounding good and I haven't even had a chance to say no yet. I asked other people in recovery how they handle it and I got a lot of very creative answers. Say you're allergic to alcohol. Say you have something to do early in the morning. Tell them that you're on medication that doesn't react well to alcohol. I remember when I went to my first work function where alcohol was going to be flowing, armed with these answers, and I found that almost every time they would prompt follow-up questions or comments. What do you mean allergic? Like, do you swell up and get hives? Never heard of an alcohol allergy. What is it like? You know most medications say alcohol intensifies the effects, so isn't that an even better reason to have a few? What are you talking early in the morning? It's only seven. One drink now isn't going to make getting out of bed any harder. I quickly found out that making excuses do not work well for a couple of reasons. The longer or more you go into an explanation, the more likely you aren't being completely honest. This is instantly going to pique the curiosity of other people and curious people are going to often ask follow-up questions. This may not even be them trying to get to the bottom of your reason to not be drinking, 
They simply may just be curious to learn more about your situation and genuinely want to know more. Or they may simply just think you're full of it, which was true in many of my canned excuses, and they're a plain detective and trying to crack the case. Either way, I learned quickly that simple is better in most cases. I'll give you some examples of what I'm talking about in many different situations I've been in. First, let's talk about dealing with work functions. This was one of the scenarios I feared the most. In general, I'm more of a private person when it comes to mixing work in my personal life, so I didn't feel the need to air out my dirty laundry with coworkers. Plus, there was the fear of judgment if my coworkers knew I had a drinking problem in the past. I thought I'd miss out on opportunities for promotions, they'd suspect a relapse if I even called in sick once, or they would think I had no discipline or that I would be unreliable. Because of this, the first part of my sobriety, I avoided work functions if possible. But then I got an amazing job where I travel often for work and part of my job is going out to dinner or drinks after the workday. Often this is done with the people we are there to meet. So this is part of the job and avoidance was no longer the solution. I am in the medical field, so many of these dinners are with doctors, so the allergic excuse wasn't going to go over well. I decided to try something different and simply not make a big deal out of it and not give a reason for not drinking. If we're at a dinner table and the waiter is taking drink orders, I simply order a Diet Coke or a water. Sure enough, no one noticed. If we are out somewhere for cocktails and someone is ordering a round of alcohol and asks me if I want something, I also just ask for a Diet Coke or water. This often would prompt a follow-up question like, you're not drinking? I simply respond, nah, not tonight. What I found is 9 out of 10 times that ended the conversation. Despite what I thought, most people don't care that I'm not drinking. The reason people were pressing earlier is because the creative answers I was trying to use created the desire to continue the conversation. And the few times that people have asked more, it was because they're being genuine and wanting to know more about me and not being nosy. I find when I am being genuine, people are more likely to be genuine back. When I'm not, then they're less likely to be genuine. Let me give you an example of a real conversation I had with a coworker of mine, Brian. This was probably the second or third time we were on a trip together. Brian is one of those annoying people that could drink responsibly and be the life of the party and not have any consequences afterwards. Basically, he had the relationship with alcohol I so desperately wanted for so many years. Anyways, I'd said, not tonight, several times when Brian asked when he was buying rounds. One time, it was just me and him standing next to each other, and he leaned over and asked, Hey, I hope you don't mind me asking, but do you not drink at all? I decided to be completely open with him, and I said, I used to, but it was ruining my life, so I quit about 10 years ago. We talked for a few more minutes about it. He told me how good I'm doing in life now, that it obviously was the right choice. He knows that it is not easy, and that 10 years is a huge accomplishment. He didn't judge me. He was proud of how I turned my life around. I've had several similar conversations with other coworkers when the conversation has naturally come up. They have all went the same way. My coworkers judge me on who I am now and not by my past, and Brian no longer asks if I want a drink and offers me a Diet Coke by default when he is getting rounds. With such a huge success on being simple and genuine with my response to coworkers, I decided to apply that to other situations where I might be offered a drink from someone who does not know I don't drink. For example, I joined a bowling league a few years ago with a group of guys I didn't know. If you've ever bowled in a league, the beer is definitely flowing pretty good on league nights. 
My first week of bowling, one of the guys was buying around and asked what I was drinking. Just a Diet Coke. You don't want a beer? No, I'm good. Thanks, though. He didn't ask why, and that was the last time he asked if I wanted a beer. Once again, I learned people don't care as much about me not drinking as I thought they did. Now to the one scenario I found was a lot more tricky was being around people that I used to drink with. These situations could be very unique and challenging in their own ways, so I likely won't be able to cover every situation you might get into, but I'll categorize a few types of people that hopefully will cover many of the situations you might run into. In these situations, the person likely knows you had a drinking problem, even if you think you're the type to hit it well. So I do not suggest beating around the bush and just being completely honest up front. However, how they respond likely depends on what category they fall into. The first is the, you could have just one, right, person. You know the story. You're in a social situation or family event, and this person is not comfortable with you not drinking. Maybe they miss their old drinking buddy. Maybe they think now that you are sober, you're judging them. Or they simply may not know how you honestly can't just have one. I had this happen to me at a friend's wedding I went to shortly after I got out of rehab. One of the guys I drank a lot with came up to me already drunk and got straight to the point. I heard you just quit drinking. Yeah, you saw how bad it was getting. I needed to quit. What, you can't just have one? I don't want to risk it, my friend. He pressed a little bit more, and I looked for a quick exit plan. I saw someone walk in through the door that I knew, and I said, Hey, I'm going to say hi to Tony. It was good seeing you. Take care, man. And I walked away. Here's the thing with this type of person. They're not worth your effort to try to convince them. You don't owe them an explanation. There's no reason to engage in debate with them. It is best to simply leave the situation. This was not going to be someone I hung out with after I quit drinking, so it's best to just move on. But what if that person is someone in your life? Maybe it's a very close friend, a family member, or even a spouse. This is where setting clear boundaries is critical. I will go into setting boundaries more in a future episode, but I would suggest saying something like this. I realize drinking was causing me to not live the life I want to, and quitting is something that is really important to me. I know I can't have just one, and being offered or encouraged to have just one makes this more difficult for me. I would love to have your understanding and support on this. If it is someone who is the type of person that is going to love and support you, then this will be enough. If that person tries again in the future, I'll be much more direct with my response. Something like, I've told you how important this is to me, and I need you to respect that. And if it is an issue beyond that, I honestly have to evaluate if that person is someone I need in my life moving forward, since they have shown me now that my boundaries and my recovery is not something they are going to respect. The next type of person I want to talk about is the, can't you still come out and drink soda person? This is more of an issue for me in early sobriety. My old friends still wanted me to continue coming to my old places. For me, that was a bar I used to hang out at. I got sober in a small community, so running into my old drinking buddies was something I could not avoid. It was a pretty common occurrence that I'd be at the grocery store, run into someone, and there'd be a conversation something like this. Man, we miss you at the pool tournaments on Thursday nights. Can't you come in, still shoot pool, and just drink soda or something? Just like other situations, I find short and sweet is the best approach. I would say something like, Man, I miss shooting in those pool tournaments too. It's just something I can't do right now. Tell everyone I said hi. It was good seeing you, man. 
I'm at the point of my recovery now that I know I could be around alcohol and not be tempted to drink, but I still don't like the bar scene. So my answer has changed when someone invites me to hang out at a bar. I simply just say, thanks for the invitation, but the bar scene's really not my thing. The last bucket I want to talk about is a stranger that I met that doesn't know that I drink. This usually starts with meeting someone in a casual environment when they say, hey, we should go grab a drink sometime. If it is someone I want to hang out with more, I just say something like, hey, I don't drink myself, but I'd love to go hang out with you sometime. 99% of the time they respond with, oh, we don't have to go grab a drink. We could grab a coffee or a bite to eat. In many of these situations, I could tell people want to learn more about me, but feel uncomfortable asking questions about it out of respect for what is often a delicate situation. In these scenarios, I often just volunteer answers to questions I know is coming. For example, if I just had the conversation where I told someone I don't drink and they say, not at all, as they look at their beer in their hand almost out of guilt, I often answer that question with another one I know people are wondering. I say, no, it was a problem for me, so I needed to stop. But don't worry, I'm cool being around it, so you can keep enjoying that beer you're trying to hide from me. I'm guessing you're picking up a few themes here. One, people don't seem to care as much about me not drinking as I thought. Second, I need to reevaluate the relationships I had in the past with people that seem to prioritize me drinking over me being sober. This was one of the tougher things I had to navigate, and it really showed me which people in my life cared about me enough to prioritize me turning my life around over us getting drunk together. And in all the situations, it is better to be short, direct, and uncompromising. You're not inviting a discussion or debate. I don't go around broadcasting my past problems with alcohol, but I do not shy away from telling people that I don't drink. And I'm very open about why if they ask. I don't go into my whole story unless it's a situation where it makes sense. And I don't make a big deal out of it because I don't want it to be a big deal. And the way you approach the subject when it comes up will set the tone for most conversations you're going to have. This is going to be unique to your situations and it is best to find what works for you. But I hope you found some of these tips useful. If you did, please share it with someone else that you think it may help. When you do that, it helps my podcast become more accessible to others so that more people could join us on this amazing journey. I'm doing this because I know a lot of people are struggling in their recovery, and I want to help as many people as I can, and that is only possible with your help. New episodes come out each Friday, so I look forward to connecting with you next week. And as always, thank you for listening, and keep living sober and happy.